There it is. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. That's Best podcast intro. I I actually agree. Best podcast intro music in the in the country. Well, considering you know, I kind of created it in a sort of way. I agree with you guys, <laughs> dude. I, I completely. Beats by Beats by Bark. Beats by Bark. It doesn't get old. We're a hundred hundred and four episodes in. Doesn't get old, baby. And no. I thought you stole that off of uh, some mixtape that one of your rapper customers brought. Well, you. I mean, I did, but I got our. <laughs> but girl, I stole it. I got our girl Aubrey to do the intro on okay. it. And I got you know, there's yeah, but I'm proud of it. So, welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. I'm Bark. To my left is Arms. Good morning. To my right is Nick. Hey, what's uh, what's going on? Well. We're twitching uh, for the people listening to the podcast. Just know you missed out on a uh, a live Twitch, and it has nothing to do with meth. Just, just, just uh, the app. Been picking my scabs. <laughs> Man, that's messed up. That is messed up. But yeah, welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. We are on Twitch live currently. We'll probably do this every once in a while. It could be fun. Uh, but today's episode, we're going to talk some AFC NFC Championship games. We're going to tell you a little backstory about the back row as well. True or false? I don't know. You you make the call. Are we playing true or false? Like we're making up stories and I mean, also tell. We could truth or dare it up. I don't care. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. Just nah. all true stories. Yeah, but yeah, no. We'll, we'll tell you a little bit about where the back row came from, how we got our humble beginnings, and and rose to superstardom like we did. I, I mean, that's. Everybody wants to know. It's like the E true Hollywood story of the back row fantasy show, but it's the B for back, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I got it. Uh, I got the, it. The B, yeah, whatever. Whatever I just said, it's our version. Uh, and you'll you'll get to know who we are. <laughs> get to know the show. Get to know the show. But that that's not all. We are going to talk some fantasy football and actual football. But let's start out. You talked about wanting to speak a little on Kyler Murray. Okay, well, before I go into Kyler Murray, actually, I want to discuss uh, a couple of the, the big-name college transfers. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts leaving Alabama, uh, obviously perennial powerhouse, which, by the way, just throwing this out here, a lot of questions on Twitter. Is the dynasty over? I don't think so. Uh, I think Nick Saban comes back with an absolute vengeance next year, loaded with four- and five-star recruits, and uh, wipes the floor with Dabo Sweeney's team. I got I got an interesting take on that. Losing a ton of talent, losing a lot of talent. You still got Tua coming back. Tua Tua struggled in a big moment this year. Uh, obviously, he's a great quarterback. Was the prime time superstar of the previous national championship and was ridiculously amazing all year. But then again, he had some moments where he looked like a, a very uh, timing oriented quarterback, where he was just throwing the route that was before him rather than making reads. And I think that was kind of a product of the whole, entire system. Uh, the whole season being just way too easy for him. Those he, throws were there all season. He looked like a mere mortal, you know. Like if if his still guys good are, balls though, like throwing absolutely. great balls, but a lot of times they were just off timed. Or uh, Clemson just knew what they were doing. Well, that and the the offensive line looked like an average offensive line for the first time all year. Yeah, I mean they were you're getting pressure on a quarterback that you know Tom Brady wasn't wouldn't get rid of the ball quick enough. 
I mean, that's the thing. They were just boom, boom, boom on him in his face. And whenever, whenever you're timing, the route's not open up, and you've got a guy from me to the microphone away from you. You're not going to get the ball off. No, 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 no. And that the from the very first play, the very first interception, mm-hmm. the 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 pick six. You kind of knew like uh, Will Venables had something up his sleeve. The DC yep. for for Clemson, he had something up up his sleeve because did that guy make a great play jumping a route off of another receiver? Yeah, but then again, they kind of knew what was up, yep. and it, they knew it was going to be a long game. The thing with me, if we really want to talk the national championship game. What, what what was the final? A thirty point spread or whatever? It uh, don't matter. It was, it was a four score 44 game. Forty four to twenty six, forty four sixteen. I don't know what it was. It, it was domination, Can but I, not yardage wise. That's what I was getting to. Bama had the ball more than Clemson. Bama dominated on the ground, but they, then again, they went away from it. They went for turnovers, ridiculous turnover on downs. I mean, the turnover the, on downs were a product of being down, but the pick six put them behind the behind the on the the scoreboard before uh Clemson ever had a chance to really touch it and then the the fourth and four, fake fourth down field goal was just a play right out of Kirby Smart's playbook right there mm-hmm. <laughs> just pathetic and, and again points off the board so Bama, Bama coaching-wise, shot themselves in the foot. Didn't they go for it like four times on fourth down? Oh, it's horrible. I mean, if it doesn't work the first time, you know, at, at some point in time, you have to start thinking, all right, field position, we got to do something else. We, you know, take the points or whatever it is, but you're going for inside the 10-yard line. You know, you might have, I can't remember, I feel like one of them was like fourth and six or fourth and 12, and they go for it, and I'm like, Why? You had a field goal right there, three points. Get out, have a little bit of momentum. Otherwise, you just lose all your momentum. You lose everything that your offense worked for walking down the field, and you come up with literally nothing. I'm going to add my typical college take to this one. You guys got it covered, like top to bottom, but my college take from this is I'd like to see eventually in in the NFL Jalen Hurts sit beside Matt McGloin Hurt McGloin. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's my extent of college Anyhow, football. So, so, to, so to get away from that, I, I will kind of recap. But I think Clemson has, obviously, this is their second national championship in, what, three, four years? Yeah. Um, I think that, that uh, dynasty, so to speak, has arrived. But with that being said, uh, Alabama's not going anywhere. And you've got the cream, which is two teams. They they showed that they are that much better than third and fourth. You can make the argument uh, Notre Dame shouldn't have been there, but if you're making that argument, you kind of have to say pretty much the same thing about Alabama because they got beat just as bad. Right. So, it right now Clemson and Alabama, uh, the rest of the NCAA's got some catching up to do. Yeah, oh, they're, they're yeah I don't think anybody's close. Now to uh, to get what I wanted to talk about from the get go was um, Jalen Hurts goes to Oklahoma. Tate Martell goes to the U, which if I would have bet anything, I would have went the other way. I would have went Tate Martell going to play with Lincoln Riley out Hurt in Oklahoma. Transferred. Yeah, Jalen Hurts transferred. Did not know it that. was a good decision. Um, he's not going to play next year. I mean, he's a graduate transfer. He gets to play immediately. At Alabama, he had no chance to win that starting job. No. I mean, they went with Tua this year. He at least showed the competitiveness in my mind to be able to say, all right, I'm going to compete to get my starting job back, and he didn't win it. It's okay. It happens. Two is a better quarterback. Yeah, and he, and he did it. He took it gracefully. 
Correct. The whole time. He didn't complain. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like he, I, I think all year long, ever since they named him the starter way back in September, he knew he was going to transfer after this year. As a grad transfer, eligible to play immediately. And, and I love that he picked Oklahoma. It's a challenge for him. Yep. It's a challenge for Lincoln Riley because he hasn't had a quarterback who's a run first, create plays with his legs first quarterback, even though as great as Kyler Murray is with his mm-hmm. legs, Duke can throw it. He can wing yeah. it. So this is a huge, huge challenge for Lincoln Riley. Where did where did the backup from uh, Oklahoma go? Another uh, four-star. WVU. Guy. He went to WVU, yeah. which is a good place for him. And he should. Absolutely. Oklahoma initially blocked him. Um, but but he should get to play immediately for Dana Holgerson in that that deadly offense if Holgerson stays. One thing I can say about Holgerson is like put all your hair under the visor, or cut it. Like you, this half and half stuff just isn't working for me. His, I think you've said that before. His, on this show. I I put it on Twitter. His haircut disgusts me. I, I want to start a GoFundMe for him to get a haircut. That's a good thing. I knew I said as soon as I said Holgerson, I knew I was wrong. Holgerson's actually at. <laughs> He's at the University of Houston now. Oh, but he, he was at WVU. He was at WVU, but I, I forgot. See, that's the oh, thing about college He wanted college too much fo- money. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. College football blows my mind. Like this new transfer portal thing. It's just the most ridiculous thing. I, it's like free agency. It, it's the equivalent to NFL free agency. You put your name in a hat, and teams can start picking you out. I mean, they can they can reach out to you, follow you on Twitter. It's, it's bad for college football in my eyes. Well, it's bad. It's terrible for recruiting. As an Ohio State fan, here's what I'm looking at. So we we recruited, you know, Terrell Pryor. We recruited Joey Burrow. We retru- recruited Dwayne Haskins. We got Tate Martell, which at the time was one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. And then... Was. I mean... Yeah. Well, then then we let this field kid, Fields kid transfer in, which, by the way, looks like he's going to be a stud. I don't know. We don't know until they actually play a full-time role. Him and Tate Martell are very similar yes. players. Yes. But here's what's happened. Now, Tate Martell transfers out. And Joey Burrow transferred out. Now it's looking like all the times we've made promises, you're my quarterback. You're the quarterback of the future. Hey, man, you come here, you may sit a year or two, but you're going to play quarterback for the Ohio State University. And all these other colleges are going to do the same thing. You're going to play quarterback, and you know what you're probably going to see? Some top-flight guys probably take a step down because they know that other top-flight guys are going to transfer in and get in front of them. And they, you might see some uh, some of these mid majors end up with some some ridiculously high recruits. I mean, when's the last time you can remember a top school losing two QBs two years in a row to transfer? I I can't any team. I can't. I can't um, either. I, I feel like the the most recent like gap would have been, I mean, Cam Newton leaving Florida, and then you know a few years later, I mean, up to now, Will Greer, uh, what a year ago left Florida. That's it. I mean, I can't think of any anyone else. I mean, in the past, they always transfer because of something ridiculous they did. You know, yeah. something, something. Will Greer. You, you know, and, yeah. and that's recent. That's the recent past. This new transfer portal thing is just like literally a portal. Like I don't want to be here. This is gone. Like now, come on. You have to have an exception. There's got to be a reason, a valid reason, and someone transferred in to beating you out on your job is not a valid reason to be able to play immediately. Though. But not not for graduate transfers like the Jalen Hurst well, case and all that. See, I will say the grad transfer rule I love. I absolutely love the grad transfer rule because if you've put in your time, you've kind of quote-unquote fulfilled your obligation to that university, you got the degree that they promised you by being a football player. That's why you went there technically was to Boom. get your degree. Boom. And you know what? If you, you've still got eligibility left, you should be able to play wherever you want. 
So Agreed. Any uh, any thoughts on those two? On uh, well, those three, as far as their success rate or how it's going to help them in the future. Talk about Hertz, Martell, Her- and the, I can't even think of the kid from Oklahoma. Like I said, uh, Hertz, it, it's it can only help him. I agree because I don't think he is an NFL quarterback, NFL quality quarterback throwing the ball anyway. He's more of an athlete. He'll get a JT Barrett like chance, I'm sure. But now Tate Martell, I mean that's a home run. Like you're going to be the the number one starter right out right out the park. Can't think of the guy transferring from Oklahoma to West Virginia off the top of my head. Uh, but the other one, Justin Fields is an awesome opportunity yeah. if he gets an immediate te- impact to play. If you could plug him into uh, Urban Meyer slash right now Ryan Day's offensive system, why? if he plays re- immediately, he's he's a top five, probably a Heisman contender. He's opening with tw- as a 12-1 favorite uh, to win the Heisman in Vegas. If, if he as starts, a, yep. That's, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, so now the other big news. Kyler Murray has said, "Hey, hey the, guy, the initial guy. Hey, we uh, about. Oakland, pay me fifteen mil, or I'm going to go to the NFL draft." <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, we're not going to do it. But does it shy NFL teams away? Here's what no. I'm going to say. I think it does. He might drop to the second or third round. I don't think he's a first round quarterback to begin with. And it's, I, I can tell you right now, re- Miami's not letting him slip past re- thirteen. Repeat after me: Kyler Murray is not an NFL quarterback. I'm he, not repeating it. He, he's not. I'm not. I, li- I kind of I like the guy. I like the guy I, I, too, but I like Troy round. Smith, and he wasn't an NFL quarterback, and he won a Heisman and all that. Like, that, Dude, he wasn't a big prospect though. Heisman Trophy winner, you know, national Jason champion. White played. I mean, it, it doesn't played make national you, championship games. Didn't win, but yeah, Heisman doesn't make you an automatic NFL. I understand team. that, but tell me what what Kyler Murray brings to the table besides being five eight. I'm just saying he'll go higher than Troy Smith. He's, he's, Troy Smith was a fourth. The round size pick. problem is that's my issue with him. He's got a size issue. Breeze Baker, I think that's slowly. Starting there, there's to go four away. inch difference between Breeze and Baker. There's and four him. inch difference between you and me. Okay, I mean, oh, I see what you're doing there, but no, there's the difference. Drew Brees is is a legitimate your way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't rotund. specify. I'm rotund, but uh, I'm at the Drew Brees is six foot tall. You know, Russell Wilson's like five eleven, six foot. Right. Kyler Murray is. I'm seeing. I see schedules that are not schedules. Excuse me. Reports that he's five ten, and those are usually high. You know, he's probably legitimately a five foot nine guy. Who's ever succeeded in the NFL, the modern NFL? Not at 5'9", I don't think. But I mean, if, if for some reason he's 5'11", at 5'10", no it's a stretch. You know what I mean? I'd, How tall is Breeze? Six foot. Baker? Uh, Baker, I think, six foot. I thought one of them was 5'11". Baker, Baker might be 6'1". Baker, was, I think he measured a little bit bigger than people anticipated. But That's what she said. <laughs> shut up, Parker. But, you know, I guess my point is, at the end of the day, I just don't think he has the measurables. I think he's a product of a system. I just think that... Uh, it's highly possible. I think Baker Mayfield is the, a difference maker. I think that he's more of a quarterback with the arm, the, the touch, and everything. Don't get me wrong. I think Kyler Murray's a fine athlete. But he's more of a pro- he's more of the, the result of the system than, he, than Baker was. Baker had the talent, and, ba- you know, he beat out Kyler Murray. I mean, heck, both of them, what, back-to-back Heismans? Awesome. Yeah. Great job for Oklahoma. Back-to-back first-round exits of the college football playoffs, too? Yeah. I think I think so. Where'd that guy go again? I have no idea. I think he had to take a phone call. Niddle, uh, Niddle just leaves us. He's uh, 
Hopefully it's a phone call with like an NFL player or something. That would be that would be great. That would be great. You want to talk a little uh, championship games? Are we going to I know Nittle's not here, but... Or are we going to talk about where we came from? Well, soon Nittle's back. He's, okay, he's a okay, part okay. of that. Okay. So... Star in the making. Chadwick Nittle. So, start with the NFC Championship. Let's do it. Rams, Saints. Who you got, first off? Ooh, Hux. Real quick. Twitch gives us some chat. And Hux says, the modern NFL is changing every day. Kyler Murray is what the NFL is evolving to. You're okay to an extent. Kyler Murray still doesn't have the body type. That sucks. So he just the body type's not there. I'm telling you right now, Kyler Murray is more Robert Griffin the third than he is Michael Vick. He's he's not Lamar Jackson even. I mean, Kyler Murray he's a, he's fine for college, but these these run heavy quarterbacks for the most part are not very successful in the NFL. It, yeah, it evolves every day, but. You know, they don't need that runner. They need someone who can deliver a ball on a dime. I mean, he's okay. But how much of it is timing routes? How much of it is him just putting it where a Tua or Jake Fromm can do to where nobody else can get it but them? You can't wait for Fromm, can you? Oh, God. I'm, I'll be you're, honest with you. It wouldn't even bother me one bit if the Raiders were like, you know what? I know Derek Carr had a pretty solid season. Give me Fromm. Give me some Fromm. Fromulin. Dude, I love Fromm. So NFC, I, I like, I love two. I think both of them are really yeah. great. No, I, I know you love them both. Wait, well, and I agree. I mean, I think both of them are going to be really good NFL quarterbacks. But I like from just just a little better, a little bit of that Wentz over whoever went after Wentz in that draft. I don't even know. I don't even recall. But Wentz him. was kind of the you know the the outsider, the North Dakota State type kid. But anyways, so NFC Championship, you got the Saints, you got the Rams. Mm-hmm. This is uh, it, it's both games, in my opinion, coin flips. are really, really good ones and coin flips. So what you have literally in both games, you have an older, experienced getting towards the end of the line. You know, get him another ring so he can retire type story. You know, with all the experience and the accolades in the world. And on the other side, you have that first year wonder, and now kind of the second year wonder. I'm kind of discounting golf's first year in the league. He kind of sucked. Like everyone else did. Yeah, but, you know, now is his second successful year in the NFL, both very high-powered offenses. It's going to be interesting, and I, I'll just go ahead and start off saying, I've got money on the on the Rams, kind of inadvertently through some uh, through an eliminator pool, but I'm going with the Saints. I just think that there's too much uh, too much intelligence of the game uh, on the Saints team right now. Um, the whole ball control ability, it's not that the Rams can't do it. It's just that the Rams have a little bit hit, uh, quicker hit-type offense than what the Saints do. And the Saints have beat them once this year. They've, they proved they can do it. They have. And they are – it's a solid all-around team. It's not like – you know the Rams are very solid all-around as well. It's not like they have – you know there's any glaring weak spot except for a little bit in the passing game. Uh, I think that's kind of remedied with Tlaib's return. Right. But, I mean, the Saints are – I think they're the best team left. I do got to counter you because the Rams beat the Saints, yes, but – No, the can, Saints beat the Rams. Or Saints beat the Rams, but can the Saints beat the Rams twice? I, that That's point number one. Uh-huh. Point number two, the Saints, although they were really good, they had these peaks that mm-hmm. went on for four or five games in a row – but their valley was so unexpected. They got, they got beat by oddball teams. Like their losses, not all of them came against top competition. Yeah. They had these 
just crazy dips. And I, I'm going to call that the Rams win over the Saints because the Saints have one of those odd dips where the Rams, for whatever reason, look clearly to be the better team this weekend. So the losses that the Saints took this year are, let's see, is that preseason? What? Oh, no, game one, the Buccaneers with Fitzmagic. Well, I, you know. For, 48 to 40. So then they come. Game. The next game that they lose is uh, da, 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 the Cowboys. Cowboys, Cow- which at the time, that was first half of the season. No, right? it wasn't. It was, was second it? half of the season. Okay, so the Cowboys had already kind of arrived, so to speak. All right. And then they lose to the, the uh, Panthers uh, last week of the season, but they, they benched their whole team. So I'm, not, I'm completely discounting that. Okay. So they've got two losses. I'll say one of them are very quality. Another one you had, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was just playing magically at the beginning of the season. I mean, and it was a shootout to be, you know, to boot. It's not like there was a a, a massacre out there. Now, whenever they played the the Saints, or excuse me, the Rams before, it was thirty five forty five in favor of the Saints. I just think that the, I think that the the piss and vinegar in these young teams are what's going to get them killed. Not killed. Going to get them beat. You know, they all we run down, we get the score. You know, we put our defense back out there, but our defense is still tired. Well, I won't piss and vinegar all over you and counter you again, but we do got a question. And it's Dan, our boy Dan Rosier, Mr. At the B League says on Twitter. Is he gonna Mr. ask is he gonna writer? Is he gonna ask about uh why I would go with like Black Sabbath over A C D C? No, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's pure football. He says, uh, are the Rams punching another 270 yards, three touchdowns on the ground versus the Saints like they did Dallas last week? Oh, they they could absolutely do it. I mean, not, I'm, not 270. Mm, not, they, could, not, they could get three touchdowns. Here's here's Yeah, my, I'll give them that. Here, here's the, the, the counter offer on this. All right, the, 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 the counter argument is I think that the Saints will eat up the clock to prevent that. That's why the, the teams with these experienced quarterbacks use that short passing game to help extend, you know, work the clock, extend drives. It's not, boom, go downfield with score a touchdown. I think that's going to be the, the killer, and that's a difference maker in this game. I, I agree with the three touchdowns, the 270 yards. I mean, that's saying that... Anderson and Gurley are both going to have a game like that again. Like CJ Anderson is not going to have a game like that yeah, again. Right. I'm, I'm saying that right now. Like he may pitch in 50 yards this weekend. <laughs> he said, "ACDC, you must be the wrong one again." Arms, gotta love it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Dan. I must be the wrong but, one. But let's also clarify. So in Dallas, what do you have to do? You stop Zeke, and the rest of the team comes to a screeching halt. Right. And Amari. I mean, I think you got to account for him. But, yeah, you're right. But if the run game's not going and you are forcing them to pass and you can start kind of leaking away from, you know, stuff in the box, it's a heck of a lot easier to confuse a Dak Prescott. You're not going to confuse a Drew Brees quite as easy. You know the word stuff in the box almost made me had to say something. But anyways. I know. I know. Anyways, yeah. I, How many I of agree. those did I miss? Just that I think I was the first one. I heard the four inches shorter than me. I, I, I think I walked out on that. You owe one. How I many high fives do I You know, it's great. I almost walked out on two. that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I missed the entire NFC uh, no, title game not preview. The whole thing. No, it, no. <laughs> you missed it, my input. What's yours? Yeah, what's your input? Saints, Rams, what do you like about the game? What do you not like about the game? Who's coming out on top? I'll tell you what I don't what like is a lot of people writing off the Rams for just not being there, just not having the experience. Like, I think Sean McVay, even though he doesn't have the pedigree of a Sean, uh, Sean uh, Payton, Sean Payton uh, he's the premium head coach. He's literally Sean Payton. Like, Six years ago, might be, I mean, might be better than at what Sean Payton nine did. Years ago, is that has it been that long? I mean, Sean He's, Payton's been around a, a bit. Well, he was the I think at the time the youngest coach in the NFL. Now Sean McVay is the youngest coach in the NFL. So, no, kind of they're basically protege. He's the protege of Sean Payton. But I I don't like that they're kind of writing it off. I believe the Rams are, have the worst odds. To win the Super Bowl overall, which means they're you disagree know. with. Them. I think the they game's are, a coin flip. I think the Rams I, can beat the Saints, and I think the Rams can beat any one of those teams. Yeah, the, the offense is so innovative, and they have so many they are. so many playmakers on the defensive side of the football. That gets overlooked. Like that, the the game against the Chiefs, the the both both teams scoring over fifty points. There's a lot of defensive plays made in that, and the Rams weren't healthy in the secondary. They come into this thing with uh, with with Sue and uh, Aaron Donald. And, and Aaron Donald, the absolute most disruptive interior lineman in the league, <laughs> and, and Corey you, Littleton and Mark Barron and Talib's there. Marcus Peters is no longer matched up on the number one receiver every time. You get John Johnson and Lamarcus Joyner in the in the in the deep secondary. Let, I had to let you talk about John Johnson. You weren't going to take John I wasn't going to take him from you. But I mean, there's playmakers all around that Absolutely. defense, and, and one of the big things, Michael Thomas with the 200 yard game against on the first time around. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was what they were down. No Talib. No Talib. Now you can rotate, and they're not going to let. Michael Thomas do that to him again. They're going to play different covers. They've become more of a zone team over the last half of the season. A lot of people uh, kind of overlook that. Rams play a lot of uh, zone in the secondary and just re- rely on Sue and Aaron Donald to get to the quarterback. It, they're a scary defense. Here's what I'm going to say. For the for the Saints to win, Alvin Kamara has to ball out. Oh, yeah. And it's That's time. He's due. It's got to be Alvin Kamara time. It's You're not going to beat him just plugging it up the middle with Mark Ingram, and you're not going to beat him solely going in the air with Michael Thomas. You, the players you look to get involved here, it's got – I'm not saying they're going to definitely win. I just – that's my pick. I picked him to win the Super Bowl. So Alvin Kamara is going to be the key to victory in this game. Now, it's going to be in short passing games. It, it may be 10 catches. Another guy I can also see having some contribution, Traquan Smith. Ah, Traquan calls a little far out for me, but I like the Kamara. I mean, he has to have that. There has to be someone There's got to be somebody other than I don't think I think that they're going to give Michael so Thomas much attention. So they're going to give so much attention to him though. He's I mean, he's going to I still think he's going to get his, but it's not going to be 170, 180 yards. It's going to be 95 in touch. Yeah. I don't I'm not so sure this thing goes over. Uh they hits the over. I think if the Saints are going to win it's going to actually have to be more of a defensive style style of game even though I just talked about the the Rams defense. Like I don't think there's going to be as much offense as there was in uh Saints Rams week 11, I believe. I, I just don't think it goes that way. Both teams are going to try to play a little bit slower paced football, but it's going to be a classic. I think this is going to come down to the absolute wire. Let's go AFC, and then we can, uh, after we discuss that, we can get to the 
the true Hollywood story of the back row fantasy. I show. will point out last week the the Saints had showed that they have a chink in their armor. Like there is flaw to their team. I mean, the Eagles were up, I think, fourteen nothing on them at one point. Yeah, the Saints come roaring back, but two or three times that the Eagles could have salted that game completely away. You just said chink in someone's armor, and I thought the detour. If anybody watches that show, if you do, you know what no, I'm talking no, about. No, I but keep going. But uh, the Saint, what I'm getting at is, although I pick them, the Saints are very beatable. They're especially with the teams, the yeah. quality of the Rams. Well, I think I think uh, the Saints. To me, the Saints and the Patriots are very beatable, even though they're on hot streaks right now. Like To me, those are the two teams I'm the most weary about. But at the same time, the Chiefs and uh, the Rams have, have both lost a couple you know, games as well. Nobody is invincible in this one. I just I have a I have like a tier and right now it's Chiefs, Rams, Saints, Patriots. I, I do not believe in the Patriots this year. I know they're taking care of business and they completely shut down the Chargers for most of that game. But I I don't think that defense can keep it up. I don't think they can shut down any of the next two powerhouses. What I'm gonna the key to victory, since I've mentioned it on the the Saints, the key to victory for the Rams, it's Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald does his job, which he's known to do, you know, sixteen weeks a year at least, um, Aaron Donald is going to be the the ultimate neutralizer. To where, if if he, if he can close up the middle, it's it, they've got a really good shot of winning. Them. So since we're on our way, Chiefs Patriots, who takes it? Why? What's the key factors? Go ahead. I started with the last one. I'm 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 all about the Chiefs. I mean, Tom Brady's used to playing in Foxborough in the postseason. Tom Brady wins at Foxborough in the postseason, but this one's at Arrowhead. And, and they got the monkey off their back last week. They can't win at home, choke at home, all that good stuff. The Chiefs are legit. They have to establish the run. That's the key to this. They have to establish the run. They cannot go out and rely on Patrick Mahomes all all, all game long. They have to. If they run the ball only like 12, 13 times, that means they're probably in trouble. They're behind Tom Brady in that offense. Mm-hmm. So to me, Chiefs establish the run. That defense does it. The, the Patriots defense doesn't have a ton of of elite talent on it. It's a talented but, defense. But when do they ever? They never do. They're a bend don't break, but they have to convert touchdowns. So like that's what round one at Foxborough, they didn't convert touchdowns. They did, they went for a couple of them. Didn't get it, uh, and Tom Brady put it in the end zone. They have to convert touchdowns. They have to t- uh, they have to run the ball well. Real quickly, uh, comment. Kimron Savage says defense wins games. I agree, but my, my response back is, is there a top defense in these playoffs, <laughs> one that you would bank on? There, would there, you bank on one of these the defenses? Only, the only defense I would have banked on the whole playoffs was the Bears. I mean, period. More than anything – Every offense here is what's propping up a defense. Utilization of clock, you know, keeping the other team off the field. That's what's that really is the difference maker. And I think that if you want to give me ask me what the best defense per talent is, it's the Rams. That's that's what I was gonna say. I think both the two best defenses are in the NFC. I think the Saints, the Saints are two. Patriots are just kind of pedestrian. Ben don't break. That's been the mantra for years. It, Force you into field goals is what Bill Belichick does. I don't know. Literally, you watch it. It's like his defense just compresses. Dude responds, Jags. I don't know. (laughs) uh, 
obviously a joke on us, I would imagine. Like, oh, okay. And he must have listened to the first episode. I mean, Blake Bortles can make a tackle. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Oh, but, yes. I mean, he's had so many opportunities on those picks. Well, I mean, he, he's they're usually, shoestring guy. Usually going the other way so quickly that he Absolutely. really doesn't. I, I But yeah, defense rankings for me, Chiefs at the bottom, Patriots. Scheme-wise, Saints Rams. I'll, I'll tell you right now, the Patriots had definitely the best scheme. Best scheme. Oh yeah, I mean, every facet of the it, game. If you really want to break down what the Patriots have Enough done for, Patriots. for, I don't know, fifteen years, it seems like forever. You know, just just realize that there's a lot of uh, slightly above average personnel that are Hall of Famers that were Patriots. So it's let's a, talk. It's a Chiefs Patriots. What you got? Man, everyone is just is just writing off the, quite possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm one of those guys. Are, I mean, can we really just sit here and say that Tom Brady is is not going to pull another rabbit out of the freaking hat? If I say it enough, I'll believe it. No Patriots. I believe it because <sighs> I no. You just gave him. I'm giving you reason. Tackling fuel. The the Chiefs. It's a mystical magic. They thing. are a better. All around team than the Patriots. I honestly, I told you last year at, their explosiveness. I think is going to get them the win. I agree, but I think that the Patriots, as we knew, I figured it was over last year. But I, I've not seen. Yeah, okay, they beat the brakes off of you know Philip Rivers and the Chargers. I, absolutely, and th- th- this isn't the Chargers though. I know the Chargers have beat the Chiefs, but at the end of the day, this team will run that Patriots defense of mediocre athletes ragged. I have no idea what this dude's saying. He said, I think Jags, they had two overall players on defense, Jalen and AJ. Great cornerbacks, but they're not in the playoffs, so I'm not sure why we're talking about the Jags. But anyways. They're, they were top they do team. have the best, I don't know. They got the best defensive backs. They're definitely the best probably top, all top around. two corners in the league, but I, how in the hell we're talking about the Jags? I can't do it anymore. Can't do it. Who's your weekend? Super Bowl? You're going. Uh, give, give me the Saints and the Chiefs, and the Saints, Saints take it all. I'm going Ram. I'm going Rams Chiefs. I'd love that rematch. I that's, want that rematch as well, and that's what I'm calling. And I, I'm uh, I'm calling the Chiefs this time. I think the Chiefs are your Super Bowl champion. You know what? I'd love to see Andy Reid get one. And that's a bold call to Honestly. be honest. Pat Mahomes, first year as a starter, champions. Like I I I will be wrong more than likely, but Chiefs. It, if if Pat Mahomes does it. Tom, Dude, Tom Brady might just be like, all right, I'm the, done. The game's freaking passed me by because <laughs> that guy is is already skill wise as good as I've ever been. Or next year we see Tom Brady trying to do these side body so, throws, no and, looks, you know, d- running designed uh, draw plays for Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, Tom, it may just reinvigorate him to eat a healthier brand of kale to wear some different kale pajamas. Tom Brady looks or like he's been on the deep fried kale lately. That that might be his issue. That might be his issue. He's, he's looking it, a little br- pudgy. For whenever Tom Brady. he runs, it looks like someone has tried to create a robot to run like a human, yeah. and they're just they're not doing it quite right. He went to the Ben Roethlisberger school of running quarterbacks. Uh, at, least it, at least it's not Peyton Manning. You're like, don't do that. <laughs> he, he got Eli. six yards. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. <laughs> You're going to break your neck again, Peyton. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, we had that giant, you know, front mast catching all the wind. So, yeah. I love Peyton Manning. <laughs> I'm, I'm just knocking on him. Uh, As though he would hear this. Right. Sorry, Peyton, bro. My bad. Glad he's still getting commercials. I am too. Hey, and Brad Pey- Paisley. Peyton Paisley. Mm hmm. Okay. 
Peyton ran so fast you could feel the wind blow off of him. Just ask JPP to stick his thumb in the air and try to feel the wind. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July, yeah. folks. <laughs> Talk about a dead oh, thumb. January, wrong JMO. Gotcha. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, get to know the back row fantasy show. Hold on, key to victory. Key to victory on, on each team. All go, all teams keep their thumbs. Patrick Mahomes, far and away, because and Ty Hill. Well, see, I'm I'm going to go completely different. I think they have to. I I said it. They have to establish a run. They can't just rely on Patrick Mahomes all game long. They have to establish a run. Uh, to me, it just provides that balance. And Andy Reid, as good a coach as he is, he gets into those ruts of it's just pass and pass and pass and play action pass. Like the guy, Patrick Mahomes is great. He is great out of the pocket, but you have to establish the run, do some play action, that sort of thing. To me, get to a hundred yard, 120 total yards rushing. And they'll be just fine. That's enough balance to let Patrick Mahomes throw it down the field for 300 plus and a couple touchdowns. I think the key is the same for the Patriots. If Brady can run for 120 yards, I, they've got it. They <laughs> well, got the game in the back. Literally never going to happen. But <laughs> if, if he was Josh Allen, there's chance. No, I, I actually do think that the key to victory is the same for the Patriots. Sony Michelle. If Sony Michelle has yeah. a solid week and, and make that it, defense, they have they have to have that brilliant game plan like they brought. To the Chargers. I mean, you bring that to the Chiefs and do Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle eating up the clock, four or five yards at a time, salting away the, at a lead. The weird thing, I don't even know. Like <laughs> the page, when I look at them, I'm like, I don't know what the key. Like, who knows what they're gonna do? Like, all I know is Bill Belichick's gonna exploit their defensive weakness with his offense and and vice versa on defense. I mean, he's going to take his defense and force them to do what they don't want to do. They've it's always like, been I the never, Rocky. I, he always game plans around the other team. You dude. literally have to out-athlete the, the Patriots to beat him. Almost at every position. That, like that, I mean, you have to have a far superior talented team. Yes, you have to out-athlete them. Because you're not going to – I mean – Schematically, I will tell you right now, Bill Belichick is the most brilliant all-around head coach that we've ever seen. Oh, proof by most of his coaching tree. I mean, they're nothing without him. I mean, this changes a little this year. Matt Nagy did a great job, but I mean, his coaching tree is not able to carry on what he does (laughs) because there's only one Bill Belichick. You can't teach Josh McDaniel madness that is Bill Belichick. Hey, you want you want a head coaching job? Nah, I'll stay right here. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good, man. I didn't. I don't know how to do that. I'll draft Tim Tebow. You just watch me do it. I'll do it. I'll uh, do it again. I'll do, do it again. again. Really swung and miss on that one, man. No, nah, I'll stay here, OC. Stay here. OC. They swung and miss so hard that now Tebow swings and misses. That's how hard they swung. And miss. <laughs> oh god. Uh, key, I, I back to I, I don't know what the key to victory is, but I tell you, Bill Belichick does. So Bill Belichick's the key to victory. Yep, but he could come up short. That, that's how the Patriots lose. I'm not calling a blowout. Patriots, no matter who they play, not going to be a blowout. They may lose by three to, to seven points. Whoever they I'd lose love to, to see it be a blowout. I would too. I'd love to see Tom Brady throw Slamming his seven on interceptions and Chiefs up twenty eight three at halftime. Mm, uh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Sorry, Travis Carr. Oh, uh, dirty birds. Uh, dirty, dirty, dirty birds. It's hard. Pretty stuff. much been all downhill from there, other than drafting of uh, Ridley. Yeah. What we got? We about to get to know what, us. What's next? Get to know us, brain. Well, you start. This is something we talked about doing just because it's the off season. And, you know, have we ever truly talked about ourselves on this show? No. I mean, I mean me, hey, listen, I'm... let me give you let me give you a typical show, typical podcast 
uh, intro, your typical podcast. This is how it goes. And we're going to rename ourselves. What's our new name? What's our new podcast name? So I can do this fake intro. JB. Uh, we'll, we'll just call this the... Uh, Double The Barcrow Fantasy The Dynasty IDP Ballers. Okay. Okay, we're the Dynasty IDP Ballers. That's a horrible name. It'll probably get us more downloads. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> so welcome to the Dynasty IDP Ballers podcast with blah, 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 and blah, with Bark Arms and Knit. Uh Man, we got a great episode for you tonight. My goodness, we I've really been under the weather this week. And I, really? I Tell me about I'd, that. I didn't know if I'd be able to make it for this one. I, yeah. I didn't. You know, I'm glad I'm here. How was your day, Aaron? You know, um, the thing about that is I was, uh, when I was on my way to work today, it got a little bit slick outside. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I had to wait for the my windows to defrost and everything. It's just so... Inconvenient really for me. I've already switched podcasts. Really oh, so I can't listen to you two. Uh, is, is this where you're going with this? Yeah, I mean that's where I'm going with this. So, like, when I think about that, like, I hear <laughs> podcasts talk about themselves the first 20 minutes. I know that we do the first 10 and 20 sometimes with just the dumbest, crazy, up, cr- crazy, messed up crap. But it's not really to do with our lives. So we're not really like, yeah, y'all yeah. don't care about us. Well, my kid wouldn't go to sleep last night and, you know, couldn't give me That's all we talk about. <laughs> we have done that. A I just times. constantly talk about how my kid won't go to sleep. Like, yeah. Oh, off air. Jesus <laughs> we, we, save, we put that stuff off the air rather mm-hmm. than on it. But it's like, so. it's like someone gave every kid under four cocaine at 6 PM. Here we go. Oh, well, Sorry. I guess it's time to talk about our kids. That's what we're, yeah, they get to know us. Do your kids do cocaine, Aaron? <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> no. Okay, don't call CPS on me. <laughs> he said it right here. It is. Right, there it the is. The phone number for our local sheriff department. <laughs> said it on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. With a little Adrian Peterson action over there. No, I mean, what is it? I feel like I'm on a dating profile. So my name's Aaron. Um, I'm father of two. Uh, married for, I don't know, five, six years, however many years. So this is why we don't do this. <laughs> I, I don't I, know I, me. I, I didn't I even don't know that know me. I didn't know, I didn't know he had... You're, you're married? Jesus Christ, how many years have I been married? It's not like my wife's going to watch this. She That's why I got married in 2010. It's easy. Such a, what a dick move, <laughs> What Chad. year is it? Nine I, Around nine years. <laughs> You've been married nine years? A club... Eight and a half. That's crazy. It's only because it's January. Come March, nine years. Yeah. yeah. Nine years. I got married somewhere in October. Yeah. Oh, was but, it October? Yeah. But just what, what day? Ten nine ten. Okay. Yeah. He, he had to think about 10, it 9, a 10. little. Yeah. A little bit. Kids' birthdays? No, no clue. Well, I have those. <laughs> I have those same double digits too. Nine fifteen fifteen. Nine fifteen. You you, you got to have two. It's easier to remember. Right. I need life simplified. I, as I get older, you want to talk about being old? I, I like life simplified. I think mine's eight. What's this Twitch thing? Eight, hey, 16, is, We've been on the YouTube, and apparently these Twitchers are out there <laughs> filming themselves playing goddamn video games. Actually, that's part of what I want to talk about, too. Did you ever think uh, as a teenager that when you were a full-grown freaking adult, that what people would be watching on not even TV, their phones and tablets, is people play video games. Do you watch people play video God, no. games? God, no. I don't have time for that. Do you watch people playing video Do you, whippersnapper, watch people playing them dead game video games? No. I, I have a thing about video games. I spend most of my time watching children play with toys. 
what the that's creepy. Ryan's Corner of the Year or whatever it is. <laughs> that's creepy as shit. Okay, isn't, listen, isn't that what kids watch nowadays? I'm, I guess I'm I, kind of un, I'm unnerved. I now. should be a better parent. Uh, I like to watch his wife play with toys. CPS, <laughs> crazy. Oh, Real quick, uh, Johnny Lyons, who joined us late. Just because you joined us late doesn't mean we're not going to talk, uh, or at least give you our picks real quick again. He does want to know who do we have winning the Super Bowl and why. We'll do that quickly since we went over it once. Arms. Saints. Knit. Rams. And, Mark, I got the Chiefs winning. As for the why, you'll have to listen to the podcast in audio form on Spotify, Google Literally Play Music, every podcast, freaking place to possibly get iHeartRadio. If you're on Twitch, whatever. you can find us somewhere on the podcast. Oh, then. yeah. I think the video is saved, too. Yeah. So you will have to backtrack. We apologize. We're not that nice of a show to go <laughs> to do a whole segment completely. It's over Alvin Kamara. It's AK. Real AK. But so, we, real quick, we started from humble beginnings before we blew up and absolutely became superstars of the fantasy podcast world. Believe it or not, we lived in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Southern Ohio. I was the son of a tobacco farmer. Uh, Arms was the an, son. An addict of the tobacco from the farm. Right. What, what, you're the son of, uh, who are you the son of? I, I I don't know you at all. I'm the son of a bitch. No. Uh, my, my father's a mechanic. A mechanic. Well, he's an auto yeah. body technician, technically. Okay. Well, I lied on mine. I, you're being all honest. I am being honest. Then where you hail from? <laughs> Where'd you come from? They you weren't here when I was in school. They call me Big Money Memphis. You were not here when I was in school. I know that. Johnny Lyon says I live in no, Alaska. No, Thanks a lot, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah. Niddle was five foot seven in high school. Okay. Like I, your junior year, seriously, five nine. Little fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five nine is junior year. That's the reason you just looked over him in high school. He was there. He was there when he was in school. And he was that transfer kid from Tennessee, right? Just much like we talked about the quarterbacks transferred. And we we got a top prospect, a top podcast prospect, whether he knew it or not, when he transferred from Tennessee. I mean, in, in school, was he Humble like, begins. hey, y'all, I'm here? I, I was. I, it's taken me a full, like, two decades to drop that accent. It still comes through, though. Oh, it's still there a little, but it, it's not, like, I wouldn't About think you were. About 12 natties in, he starts getting a draw. I would, I would oh, think I, he was from Tennessee. I, I would think he was from Dundas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dundas, Ohio. Backwoods, Ohio. Right. Like, it, Dundas is so small, literally not a stop sign. No stop sign on the main drag. And it's a railroad track, though. You, you can, it's actually just a trailer park. <laughs> it's a trailer park with a, with, a uh, with a sawmill in it. Yeah. Right. There's a sawmill. I don't think it's currently active, but hit and miss. You might drive by one year, see you know new lumber set out. The next year, that lumber may be weathered. It's hard to tell. So detailed. I, lo- I love it. I feel like he's painting a picture of our area when he speaks. You're like the Bob Ross of words. So t- tell him where we're. Tell him about us now. Oh well, we hit it big. Uh, yeah, we we just we want to thank everybody that's listened and watched because I mean we are happy to announce that we're all three super rich, super oh. famous, and it's all because of you guys. I mean, we started out in this podcast thing not knowing if we were going to get a single subscriber or lister. And then we hit 17 subscribers. And that's when we knew. 19 listens. And that's when we knew. I mean, I mean, honestly. We were we did. Somebody it. listened twice. We did it. That's how we knew <laughs> we were Celebratory episode. We did it. <laughs> so like, good. ITT Tech, we did it. 
I mean, are they sponsored? Because we talked about them twice now. We got to work sh- on our sponsorships. Probably owe us some money. We'll probably have to talk to our agents. I thought we were going to make money doing this. Who's that big NFL agent? Rosenberg. Ro- uh, Drew Rosenthal. Just yeah. Rosen. Drew, Drew no. Rosen. No. No, I'd be <laughs> Josh Rosen's dad. But anyways, that guy, he's our agent. That's, uh, that's who our agent is. So if you if you want to throw money at us, you're going to have to go through Drew. Rosen. Steen? <laughs> Drew Rosenhaus. House. I, I thought mean, it was house. Not even close. Drew Rosenhaus. 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 It's, it's German. Congratulations to our winner of our back row uh, show contest on Thrive Fantasy. Uh, unfortunately, out of the 25 entrants in the contest, about 13 got with us and told us the keyword uh, to win extra money. The guy that took home the most money did not let us know of the keyword. And the keyword was... Talia. You guys will have to have to look back on for that one. Hey, Find hey. out where that came from. One of our dudes on Twitter uh, that has been following us for a long time, <laughs> Rob Sprout, uh, tagged us in a Twitter post, and he's like, "I made it to the end." Talia, Talia, oh, I, love, I love Rob. Talia, tight end landscape is atrocious. Probably the sexiest uh, acronym of all time. It is. It is. Talia. Talia. I do like your competitive depth. Your CDs. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just. <laughs> We we've come up with so many acronyms for so much random crap. We we need you to have s- to have CD on your on your FFT. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Johnny Lyons, for the follow on Twitch. Johnny Lyons kind of sounds like like his color is blue, so I assume he's a Detroit Lions fan. But it's possible that he's just so high on himself that he feels like he has the I heart like, of a lion. No, I feel like he might compete in karate. Just that name, I feel yeah, like, like a I, I feel crane like, kick. I feel like you were you were one of the uh, the competitors, like the the final guy in Karate Kid. Yeah, you were like that guy on Karate Kung Kid Fu Four for or whatever. Yeah, what a great name! If that's your real name, that's awesome. Johnny Lyons. I have a feeling it's not because he's got the Lyons colors in his font, but you never know. Like, you could be maybe, walking up to maybe he's sweet looking women all day. Like, I'm Johnny Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> Panties dropped. <laughs> I don't be needing knees. Thank God they were disintegratable. Because <laughs> they just disintegrated. Johnny all right, Barker, Lyons. tell them why we did this podcast. All jokes aside. So, okay, all jokes aside. Still, still live in Dis- southeastern Ohio. Right. We, we, we didn't hit it big yet. <laughs> yes, we did. I, I, I was lucky enough to go on as a guest to a upcoming podcast called the Podcast Academy. And I'll tell you my heart-wrenching story. Our heart-wrenching story. Uh, just like I did him. It's funny to watch the video because it's a little bit behind. And you Get just, your clean You just went like this to the camera from my view. Cameron Savage also followed us on Twitch just now. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate it. It's ton. Cameron underscore Savage. He's asking why, too. You got to backtrack, Savage. Oh, yeah. Got to backtrack. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So, anyways... So, you know, he probably heard about uh, Macho Man coming on here and doing our sounders for us. And Hulk. I mean, that's how freaking well, Savage, Macho Man, and Savage. Both of them, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, we got one. One did one sounder and one did the other. They, his they last name Savage. Like. You're entirely missing the joke. No, I got that. I got that a while ago. Yes, please. I'm good. So we started listening to podcasts about a year ago. And obviously, you know, we were listening to the fantasy footballers. Not all three of us, I don't think. I don't know if Nick, Nick got into them. Uh, but... We 
we started listening to that show, and it's it's really good. Like we we love the fantasy footballers. Only thing is, we play Dynasty IDP, and when you search for a Dynasty IDP show or an IDP show for that matter, kind of hard to find a quality. When it comes back to what we were saying about, and we're not, you know, dicking on our other podcast buddies, but when I did find an IDP show or a Dynasty show. More so IDP. Not your favorite. It, it sounded like I was in the in the room it's with, a, with you, a Yeti, a blue Yeti in the middle of it, and five guys were talking, and I can't do that. Or I've someone got to have the, some quality. You're a, in a different state, it seemed like. You're, you're a certified mic snob. I am a mic snob for sure, but they... He's yeah, it was it. like one dude was in He's Texas and one was do in a New sh- York. A self-serving plug here in a second. Obscure mics on YouTube if you're uh, into podcasting <laughs> or getting into podcasting. Uh, you're video. welcome for that elite. You're all going to sound better than us whenever you get done listening to Bark. Might be a new video uh, releasing tomorrow. Big time on there, too. 25 subscribers. But back to our gut-wrenching, <laughs> a lot of money. gut-wrenching story. Yeah, so we you. couldn't find that IDP show or that Dynasty podcast, and I kept searching. And searching. I, wish I, I want to cue some music like just when I wouldn't quit searching. So I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's well, we, start we, our own podcast. And we got the idea. I don't remember who gave us the idea. Somebody else mentioned it. No. I thought I someone think I else told Bark buy a me. mic. No, you told him to start a podcast. I said Bark buy a mic. You, you said start a podcast or something to that effect because Barker's like, you know, I want to switch careers. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely want to switch careers. At the time, what you were doing, you hated it. I didn't just hate it. I wanted to slice my own throat. I mean, that's a little extreme, but okay. No, I thought about it. I had the knife in my hand and everything. No, you didn't. Get out Got Right after I watched 13 Reasons on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> don't but, do, no. No. Not really. I kind of love life. But, but yeah, we... We tossed it around. We discussed it. And then next thing you know, me and Arms record a beautiful Don't ever episode. look that up. Stop. Jesus Christ. A beautiful episode stop. called Episode Episode Zero Don't. on SoundCloud. <laughs> hey, let's just say let's just let's just say it. Boom. We're, we're not your mama's podcast. I'm an idiot. Oh, <laughs> we talked about Blake Bortles a lot. We did. It was during last year's playoffs, and we were just trying to reach for content that nobody else had. And you know what? We, I like to think that for the most part, we have content that a lot of other places don't have with a decent format. I, guys, we know we're not great, but we do appreciate our listeners. We appreciate the interaction we do get on Twitter. You know, and honestly, we love what we do. Don't do it, Barker. We absolutely do. I no, I'm not doing anything crazy. We have a request. You keep on talking about what you're talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna suffice to this request real quick. What is the request? Did they I, want, is, I want to hear episode zero. No, no they were asking. Uh, we were saying what music could we play while we're doing the. Uh, we just kept searching and searching, and uh, somebody suggested this to put with our our back row story. This is going to get us yanked off YouTube. Three guys. This is searching. not. We do not own rights to this music. No one does. Oh. Three guys searching for a reason to make a podcast. One hated his career. <laughs> One. The other two was overly confident in oh. himself for no apparent reason. That's arms. And the other one got drug in each night unwillingly. 
I'm just playing. I, I, I love being here. No, actually, <laughs> it's funny. So <laughs> The macro fantasy show. <laughs> So, so to begin this, me and Barker, we, uh, we recorded a few episodes. I mean, and honestly, we this got, is my rule. This is this is all I have. We got man. trashed. We we really did. We got kind of got trashed by some of our friends. They're like, man, I I listened to five minutes and couldn't stand it. We're like, okay, thanks for your opinion. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Next, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do it until we got better Next. and better and better. And our sound quality's improved. Our contents improved. You know, the level of research we put into it's improved. And quite That's quite debatable. frankly. Well, we we've all ended up with less time to do what we're doing, but we, we're still finding a way to to try to get something out each each week. Um, Nitto initially wasn't one of the he 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 was an original. He said, "Yeah." After me and Barker were like Nitto, it was kind of your idea. You want in? No <laughs> res- no for response for like it. three freaking weeks, man. <laughs> I'm not active. With communication, period. <laughs> like social media, no. We record. We text st- message. Text message. No. no. Like you literally have to communicate with me face to face. That's it. It's a true story. That that's the truest. No truer words have been spoken on this podcast. Than <laughs> well, like, we found out. Hey, Nit, are you freaking coming to record or not? Nine Two four- days later. Hey, Nit. <laughs> Hey, yeah. we're, we're recording ten o'clock on Friday. This is Thursday, but my attendance is solid. No, your attendance is solid. <laughs> it's just it's a voluntary class that you have to sign into, and it si- runs it last minute. And he signs in like I mean, I'm, I'm here. here. I literally ran here. Let's, let's do it. I enjoy. I, I like keeping you on your toes. I feel like y'all well, have more information prepared when you don't think I'm going to show up. Then I don't have to contribute as much. So, so then, the root then, of it then, all then I'm like, comes to fruition. Here, Chad, I actually this is my second draft <laughs> yeah. of players that I'm probably not going to take. And Thanks, I'll like, run with that. Made a yep. photocopy of our uh, research for you, Ned. Here, thanks for thanks for joining the party. I really try. He's a very but, fast reader, though. Should we give him a gold star for trying? Well, based on the grades you give to tight ends, hell yeah. Now give that guy an A. Did you give anyone lower than a C in our draft grades? Well, absolutely. Uh, our, our fantasy yeah. year. Ronald Jones yeah, twice got an F. <laughs> two times, two times, two times. And he still argues about it. He's like, we did not talk about Ronald Jones. Yes, we did. I have to go back it was and review so the so bad. We just, he's not an NFL player right now. No, he's not. Just like Kyler uh, Murray's not going to be an NFL player because he not going to be capable of doing it. Yeah. All right. I can't I, get back I have, into that. No. I, I have heard Strong rumblings ones. of, sorry, back to football. Cliff Kingsbury. How oh, dare we go back to football? Yeah, no doubt. Sorry. I know you guys aren't tuning in for that crap, but Cliff Kingsbury talking about trading Josh Rosen. Great idea, by the way. He's not the answer. He's going to be a journeyman backup. Just get a third rounder, maybe. Yeah. If you can. But they're talking about possibly. Miami will take him. Possibly. Maybe getting a first rounder at him, which is ludicrous if that happens. Uh, I've heard some rumors, maybe the Giants, which don't do it. Don't do it. If you suck again this year, go after one of the top quarterbacks with your whole draft. But yeah, no. It, trading away Josh Rosen to get Kyler Murray, that's just, that's not the answer to your franchise problems. But. I do like coming into draft season, man. There's, uh, oh, this is when the Back Row Fantasy Show gets. Uh, some of their best content pumped out is the off season. And dang, can we go into some of the coaches move? Like the Cliff Kingsbury Let's talk thing, about the coaches. The Cliff Kingsbury thing is probably one of the 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 weirdest stories. You know, going to 
out at Texas Tech in as an offensive coordinator at USC. And then, you know what? I, want, I think I want to interview else. And USC's like, no, you can't You can't interview anywhere else. They block him from doing all that because he's under contract. And, you know, the Arizona Cardinals are like, ah, we'll just hire you, more or less. We'll just take you. But I think, I think he's a great fit for the modern NFL. I mean, what he wants to do is put points on the board, offensive genius, and just turn the defense over to – just give me a D.C., Give me a defensive coordinator. He can doing, turn it completely over to him. Run his office. Co- offensive-minded coaches should. Right. Like, you just stop trying to have your hand in every single freaking pot. Just say, all right, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing here. You do. Come do this for me. Wade Phillips. I'll pay you what? You've been a head coach. You, you can hire all these these big-time names. They've been head coaches before, whoever it might be. You know, I know Bowl, Todd Bowles is already signed. You know, gets out as head coach at, at the Jets and as a defensive coordinator. Like, Cliff Kingsbury is a modern NFL coach, I think. He's got that savviness about him, the intelligence the the uh, on offense. He can run an NFL offense, turn the defensive over, and Arizona doesn't have a bad foundation with David Johnson, with Christian Kirk. I don't know if – we still don't know if Larry Fitzgerald's coming back. They need a quarterback. Ricky Sales-Jones looked like he made some progress. Yeah, he could be a, a breakout guy. They've got possibly. some solid defensive players too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the team just really underperformed for the talent that they have. Right. They're only a few pieces away from possibly competing again. But I want to bring something up. In one up. of the tougher divisions in, in the modern in, – in today's NFL, though. Right. Now, on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, yes, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. I, I listen to Dolphins podcasts. Yes, it's a great way to waste 15 minutes. But anyways, on that podcast, uh, the host of that podcast made a pretty great quote that I like to relate to Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, to be a head coach, you don't necessarily have to be a successful offensive or defensive coordinator. No. You have to be a successful player manager more than anything you've got to get that team behind you you've got to be the one that gets up in their faces when they deserve it the one that backs off when you feel like they deserve that liberty you don't have to be a lot of people look at cliff kingsbury like he's only like Stephen a smith going on and on about him he's only been are we kidding how bachelor often, yeah. it's freaking awful that's some how often is Stephen a smith wrong all the time all the time but listen and and that drives home the point like cliff kingsbury is a very Sean McVay-like prospect as far as a player's coach. Kyle Shanahan-like. is that, If you want to do a coaching comparison, a coaching comp, I think he's very Kyle Shanahan-like. coaching blind comp. Just keep an offensive play call sheet in front of me the entire game and, and let me focus on that and the player management aspect of it. Beautiful. I, I mean, mean it, but how many times have we seen that team that, all right, we've got to go get Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, one of the best defensive coordinators of you know of our generation, but as a head coach, not good. Yeah, you know, below average really as a head coach. Schematically, <laughs> what? Oh man, the Cameron Savage says I have a question, and I'm listening to you. I'm paying attention, and I say, "What's up?" And he said, "Why do he has a bald head?" <laughs> Oh, how our, old is he? Our Twitch audience is an average age of four and a half. <laughs> Gillette, the best shaved man could get. Oh, I mean, man. I, he don't want to look like Mark Davis. You know, <laughs> I have red hair. First off, I grew up with red hair. Wouldn't date a redheaded girl because why? Our kids would have red hair, and I know good and damn well that that is a terrible way to grow up. I hated it. 
hated all the jokes that got made about me for having red hair. So I'd never put another kid through it. Whenever I got old enough to make my own decisions about the amount of hair I had, I'm like, I don't really need this. Cameron is 12. Cameron, thanks for watching. At a young age, if we say anything that offends you, Forget about it. Yeah. Twitch really derails the football aspect of our podcast. Just we can keep going. Dude, he's sitting there like, I can't. These guys aren't even playing Fortnite. What the hell is going on? <laughs> when are they getting to Fortnite? I've watched some pretty entertaining stuff on Twitch, and it wasn't video game related. Don't believe you. There's a lot of Instagram <laughs> models on Twitch. Jesus. I, no, I, I, I knew exactly no, no, where no, 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 he was no, going no, no, with no, that. No. I'm just like, trying to make a point. I've never watched an Instagram model on Twitch. I <laughs> yeah, want, bro. Not on Twitch. There's better places. I've watched uh, these two guys that were attempting comedy at a podcast. Pretty entertaining. I enjoyed it. I would enjoy an Instagram model too, but so I can't they were... truthfully say I've watched them. All right. I'll give you that. Good, good recovery. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can't tell me our 12-year-old listener's not going to be watching that right after the show. Hey, 12-year-old listener, do us a favor. Uh, go to your app store, subscribe, and rate us a five. Thank you. And say it's because we talked about porn. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. They talked about porn. So, to continue on the uh, the old coaching changes. Where were we? The Jets Cliff hire... Kingsbury, moving on to the Jets. The Jets hire Adam Gase... Which had a, I love it. I mean, just just a stellar record I with love the it. Dolphins. I he love went it. to he went to the playoffs one year. Let's give him some credit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Adam but, Gase came in and did a good coaching job. And then when the players got to know him for year two and three, they're like, "Yeah, don't really give a shit if I play well or not." This guy's a dick. Is he that good of a quarterback coach? No. Like, that's why they, that's essentially why they hired him. Yeah, I know. The development that was, of Sam Darnold. That was one of those you successful offensive coordinator guys. Here, throw, throw him in. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a player's coach. He's not a people person. He doesn't know how to coach in today's NFL because his job is to make that team rally together and be one cohesive unit. Instead, he picked it apart. Like, no one else was hiring. Like Peace. No one else was hiring Adam Gase. Let's just go ahead and cl- no, throw that out there. There was no competition. You could have got him as your OC. Best job offer he was going to get was to, to all right, we need to develop Sam Darnold. Yeah. Adam Gase, honestly, terrible. Hunter. And he works as an OC. Because players like, you're not really my boss. I'll just go to Marvin Lewis. <laughs> I'll go to Marvin. Basically. I mean, thank you, Jets, for hiring Adam Gase, recreating a rivalry between the Jets and Miami because the rivalry has been gone because they've sucked for so long. Maybe this sparks a little rivalry back between them, even if they suck. And also, Gase will tear that team apart. They'll ship out their superstar, Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> I couldn't finish it without laughing. But, yeah, Sam Darnold will be like, man, I I don't like this guy. Okay. They, he probably will. Tannehill will he, like he him. might. Okay. But what, what does Tannehill have? What leg does he have to stand on to have a can't, valid opinion? Yeah. I can't repeat what the 12-year-old said on our chat. Terrible, man. Terrible. So the Browns hire Freddie Kitchens as their head coach. Don't hate it. Don't don't no, hate the Freddie Kitchens I, I, Listen, I think the best thing you could do for that team was stay within the current coaching staff. I mean, they, they, they are a cohesive unit. Again, this drives home my point about Kingsbury, Sean McVay, and anti-Adam Gase. I mean, that team came together as a team. They played better because the worst part of the team was gone. They could all become... 
you know, stuck like glue, as that stupid-ass country song says. Uh-oh, uh-oh. They, they could come together and finally be a cohesive team. That team obviously loved Freddie Kitchens and I Greg agree. Williams. I agree 100%. They hated Hugh. Once he's gone, Hugh Jackson was a problem. For. He's never been a good coach. So that you, the Browns should have saw that two years ago, but instead they pull a Mike Brown like the Bengals do and let this coach ride himself just completely into oblivion. And they're like, you know, okay, I guess forty losses in you know two and a half years is a little too much to bear. You know, they held on too long for him to begin with. Freddie Kitchens, I, I think it's quality hire. The development of Baker Mayfield under him is going to be crucial to the the future of all Browns fans. And it already yeah. happened. Like oh, that, absolutely. They they developed. Baker Mayfield was a lot better towards the end of the year, and they won games all year long. But they really came together and believed they could start winning games in a playoff hunt over down the stretch. So great hire, keeping him or, or naming him head coach in Cleveland. Other than that, the Bengals, what are they going to do? Are they going to end up with the Rams quarterback coach? Let's answer a question real super quick. And it's from Dan. The B-League says, uh, Super Austin Hooper. He knows how much we love us some Austin Hooper. Not really. Now has Dirk Cotter, who had success with Brayt and Howard, and Malarkey, who had success with Delaney Walker. What can we expect from Hooper next season? Your head is bald and shining, says our 12-year-old listener. Thank you. <laughs> but what can we expect? Does Does Austin Hooper's outlook get better with Dirk Cotter in town? I don't think it can get much better. I mean, he had a good Agreed. season. Like, I don't, I don't expect Austin Hooper to be any better. If anybody's going to get better, it's going to be Calvin Ridley. I mean, that... Uh, I, I get where you're going with that with a tight end friendly uh, OC. Is, is Dirk, Dirk the OC there? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean... The offense still is going to go through Julio Jones and, and Calvin Ridley. Austin Hooper is going to remain an integral part of that offense. He's going to be a, a, a nice, occasional red zone target, go. a decent third down, third uh, third down chain moving option, but never a focal point of that offense. It'd be a mistake to try to make him. He's it, not that athletic. He is good though. He's better than what arms will give him credit for. He's uh, the back end of the top ten. But Talia. Yeah. Tight end landscape is atrocious. If there, you're we, just now there, us. there we go. So the Broncos, they get uh, Vic Fangio. Fangio. Weird, weird, weird hire to me. Is it? I, just weird. I'm not saying it's bad. So just it, odd. But let's roll back to whenever the Broncos were successful. They were successful. Why? Defense. Had the top defense in Agreed. the league. So they're trying to get back to that. They've got. Skill players. They've got Philip Lindsay. They've got Cortland Sutton. You know, as far as I know, I believe they still have Manuel Sanders. I don't know the situation of his contract, but he looks like he's coming back next year. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton. I, Royce Freeman, even as the the spell back, is a pretty darn solid running back. They got some talent. You know, overall, the offense isn't the worry on that team. I I think the quarterback is, but you know, different story for a different day. But if they want to take these two absolute monstrous pass rushers they've got and really hone in and make that defense that great unit that it was as as we saw when Peyton Manning won his last Super Bowl won, won that second Super Bowl with the uh, with the Broncos first one with the Colts of course but it wasn't because of Peyton Manning it was because you could absolutely rely on getting multiple sacks per game and constant pressure on the quarterback through that defense great defense that year 
Mm-hmm. And Peyton just happened to tie it all together, unlike Case Keenum could. Yeah. This is his first shot at a head coaching job, like a career defensive coordinator on some good teams. Comes out of the Harbaugh coaching tree, both Harbaugh. So good player managers. We just talked about that. That Harbaugh coaching tree is all about player management and and winning pro style offense, defensive uh, defensive battles. Just build a good defense, and the offense will come. So it's it, it's a good hire. It's a good hire for the Broncos. It wouldn't be a great hire for, say, the Arizona Cardinals, someone like that who just struggles on both sides of football. But they have the foundation defensively in Denver to be an elite pass rush offense, as, as you said. They need a little back, a little bit more in the secondary. I think they addressed that in the draft. The 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 offensive unit. I mean, you could say it's kind of there. It's Skill there. positions they outside of quarterback. quarterback. They have a lot of great young talent, enough to attract the a, a top-level OC. Yeah, to attract someone who is going to be very player-friendly also on the offensive yes. side of the ball and distribute the football. I, I think it's a, a weird hire elsewhere. I think there's a select few teams that could take a, on a Vic Fangio as a head coach, and, and Denver's, frankly, one of them. Like They need to go defensive-minded. defensive, defensive minded. Here's what I hate, dude. Vance Joseph was defensive-minded, and I don't think he's a bad coach. No. I, I it I, thought the, I thought the Broncos down. were better than what they were, though, last year. I thought they were going to be a playoff contender. Yeah. Contending for the playoffs, I guess I'd say, not I, a playoff contender. That team is literally a good quarterback away from getting right back into the playoffs with or without Vance Joseph. They ran Vic the Fangio. ball very effectively. And frankly, my, my dude's Philip Lindsay, but it wasn't all Philip Lindsay. They have a great zone-blocking scheme there. Like they, they create holes, good offensive line. They have players developing at the wide receiver position in, in Cortland Sutton and uh, some of the smaller receivers inside. They have the two-headed, we'll call it a two-headed monster, two, running, two young running backs to develop. You're right quarterback away Vic Fangio isn't going to be the guy that develops that quarterback but if they can throw some money at a veteran hey Joe Flacco makes a lot of sense going there just someone who's a game manager can turn around hand it off stay protected make plays down the field but win defensively like I I wouldn't be surprised to see a veteran literally the what he did whenever they were successful in uh, Baltimore uh, I mean, they were successful this year, but my point. Yeah, he can bring in, yeah, that that tie to Jim Harbaugh, or yeah, John Harbaugh in in the Baltimore Ravens and Joe Flacco. You never know. Not not a big mistake guy with Flacco. He's a game manager, has the ability to push the ball down the field. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's elite, but I don't think they need an elite quarterback for this team to be successful. And again, Joe Flacco is a stretch going there, but the Baltimore Ravens do. yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I, you know, kind of going to take a little bit of off uh, his the coach's plate. You know, Elway still making the player personnel decisions, and honestly, I think he, and he d- says they're going to keep taking shots at quarterbacks. They're not going to just perfect quit firing first rounders at him. Perfect. If he he knows that it takes a, a great quarterback to be successful in the NFL, this is it, the the time has passed to where Trent Dilfer wins Super Bowls. Th- that's not happening anymore. Trying to say Trent Dilfer is not a great quarterback? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, we, we saw that in the playoffs last year with Blake Bortles letting down the Jaguars. I have no rebuttal on that one. So you need a solid quarterback, at least above average quarterback, to team with a great defense, or an above average defense to team with a great quarterback. Uh, we saw Peyton Manning for years go with a subpar defense, make it to the AFC Championship game, get knocked out. And frankly, that might make it 
to an NFC AFC championship game. It ain't going to win you a Super Bowl. Yeah, so having you, above average, you have to have a great quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you, it, it's a quarterback-driven league, and for Elway to know that that's what it's going to take, it's going to take a lot off of uh, Vince Fangio. 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 It's going to take a lot off his plate on having to worry about those player personnel decisions. Any I, other coaches we want to talk about before we wrap up the uh, the in, or the uh, what's the first uh, inaugural inaugural Twitch. Twitch episode? Is that yeah? The I T no, never mind. Any other coaches? Off the top of my head, <laughs> uh, Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians, uh, Tampa Bay, maybe the best hire so far. I like Bruce Arians. He he's a players coach, so don't don't discount what Bruce Arians did uh, as a uh, uh, interim head coach for the Colts. You know the Colts with Chuck Pagano. He goes down, you know, with cancer, goes in the hospital, getting his treatments. Bruce Arians rallies that team to be a playoff team. You know, they had talent, of course, yes, but they've never, Colts until this year, never had anything remotely close to an above-average defense. But now you you put Bruce Arians on a team that has a lot of skill on the offensive side of the ball. At has, receiver. At, at receiver. And, and tight end. I, I think I think Jameis is okay. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league by any stretch if they continue to get He can be him. salvaged, I believe. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. On defense, they've got they still got a lot of fairly young, really solid talent on the defensive side of the ball. You get a players coach in there like Arian, someone who people want to rally around. I think that it's a great great hire. Now they've got a mountain to climb in the NFC South. I mean, because you you have an emerging Carolina team that really never hit rock bottom. They went you know to the Super Bowl and we're right around the playoffs. I'd say they yeah. hit rock bottom in that mid-season skid they went on. But they I mean they're still they Cam ha- Newton, they're still uh, Christian McCaffrey, they're there you need go. receivers. They have bright they have plenty of bright spots on Saints that Saints are great and the the Atlanta Falcons are a year away, the, year out, two years out of a uh, uh, of a Super Bowl. So it is a tough division. You need somebody who can force the players to want to work for him. And that's what I think you've got with Bruce Arians. With the thing about Bruce Arians, he needs a good running back. Like he made David Johnson what he was. You know, he he he's he's going to struggle with Jameis. And frankly, I don't know what they do with Ryan Fitzpatrick if Ryan Fitzpatrick remains there or what. But I, I mean, that might be. I he was gone. How cool was it that Rich, one of the. Uh, He's been a contributor to the show. He did uh, some of the graphs that we had on the back row board yes. a while back ago. Rich from uh, over in England. He rubbed beards, rubbed beards with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it was posted on Twitter under the NFL UK. <laughs> really cool stuff. I'd love to rub beards with Fitzpatrick. Love to rub chest hair with him, too. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. That's I don't have enough of either. So possibly the biggest job that got taken, though. Green Bay Packers, all right. Matt Lafleur, uh, Titans offensive coordinator. Right. I listen. I don't, if La, <laughs> I don't know much about Lafleur. If he if he is a players coach and he's under that kind of you know a man's man, a guy that can teach him right and wrong. And but man, if he got. That job, based off just the coordinating job he did in Tennessee, worked with McVeigh, worked with Shanahan. There's the the thought process yeah. behind it, but yeah, did I, we see that kind of yeah, production? Green, though, yeah, you but know? what are the green? What's the last thing the Green Bay Packers need? Offense, a quarterback coach. Yeah, like come on, 
Give me something else. They, they, here's the thing: they need they, coach they need up them young secondary guys. They need offensive scheme because they kind of got vanilla under McCarthy, but I didn't. I never saw anything with the Titans that impressed me at any point. You know, the only thing that impressed me was the late season run that Derrick Henry had. And that, agreed. yeah, yeah, agree. But I, you can't, I don't think you can attribute that to Matt LaFleur. I mean, he should, if he was really that good, it should have been Derrick Henry like that from game one. Boom. There we go. Now, the, the argument is Aaron Jones, probably a higher quality back than Derrick Henry. Mm, and then, of course, you have debatable. You have what is, a, my opinion, a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get borderline Hall of Fame. He's, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. First fame. ballot right now. He's not first ballot. Right first ballot now. right now, tomorrow. You guys are nuts. I, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a top five quarterback in the league, no doubt about it, every year. He's like but a top ten quarterback at every single thing. Get angry. Right? Every he, single category. The, Aaron Rodgers is just an all-time great quarterback. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is for, he's, one Super Bowl. Yeah. One Super Bowl. That is not the measuring stick of Hall of Fame. Plain and simple. No, it's not. Shouldn't be. Dan Marino's Hall of Famer. He held every first ballot, every okay. passing statistic record. Aaron Rodgers holds some right now. <laughs> may, may, maybe passer first. rating. All right, we won't kill you on that. But he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. First I ballot. mean, he, he he's probably going to be honestly, but to me, it's is he's got it there. You'd be that if one he, if, he, if he retired tomorrow, I just he couldn't only see got it. one Super Bowl. Not enough on paper for me. He'll get Don't in. they play like four Super in. Bowls a year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made sure to laugh in the mic for some reason. <laughs> I guess he, he does kind of come under the, well, you know, he ran into some uh, some juggernauts in his time. You know, Drew Brees, Quite a few Tom more. Brady, you know, those type of players. So. Right. Hard to win Super Bowls whenever Cleo you have some, have some of the greatest to ever do it playing uh, at the same time. Marcus Mariota. But definitely a weird hire. Definitely. Yeah, floor. Eh, we'll see. I mean, I'm. I, that that's the thing about the modern NFL, though. I'm it, taking it back. You don't do anything head. in two years, or you you have a whole lot of success for a long time and have one bad year and you're gone. Unless yeah. you're the freaking Bengals. Well, this is the year. I mean, this is the, the NFL's headed in this direction. If if you have a good team on paper and then you trade half of them away and you're like, we traded all these players for draft picks. How do we capitalize on these draft picks? Let's hire Mike Mayock. That's how we capitalize on him. Let's hire Hire draft Mike analysis. Mayock. Or analyst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are literally sitting here on this coaching segment of the show. I look at my phone the whole time. I'm waiting on that call. It could happen. All I want to know is how Mel Kuyper didn't get the call first. I could be the next GM for the Jaguars. Just saying. <laughs> well, you could definitely pick a better quarterback than they have. Basically, I don't know why I hate it. Mike Mayock. I love Mike Mayock's NFL I, draft I, analysis. I I hope that it's a great. <laughs> I like his analysis too. I really do. Thanks, Obi Wan Kenobi, for following us on Twitch. <laughs> love that name. Obi Wan Kenobi would make a great coordinator. You, well, hopefully, he tells us we were the chosen one. <laughs> oh, so. uh, you are the chosen one. Oh God! Obi Wan. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the whole Twitch experiments just uh, kind of went awry at this point. It may have, but I, I apologize. But listen, if we can gain 
It, let's turn it into a commercial. <laughs> if we could gain just one donation per month, so, somebody you could save a puppy. Pl- play that Sarah McLaughlin music. Could save a puppy. Listen, all we is that all, our outro music. All, all we want Sad. you to do is is subscribe, give us a five, and say that something good about high us. High five, guy. Say high five. High like five. Tom Brady. High five. Such a douche Greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Such a douchebag. But seriously, thanks for joining us on Twitch. Another back row experiment. I mean, we may just start selling our product on adamandeve.com. We like to experiment. We'll do whatever it takes to get your listenership. So thanks for listening to us on Twitch. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode where all podcasts are played. And if you haven't done that yet, but you watched us on Twitch, subscribe. Get a friggin' podcast app. Listen to us. Maybe some time suck. A little, you know, a little, little chiquitillo. And follow us, rate us, and, and help us get even bigger on that IMDb status level. Because what's a dream, Barker? What's a dream? To start sleeping with women that Tom Cruise has slept with. No desire to nail a 50-year-old dude. No. Not well, right now. I mean, I'm pushing 40. He's the same he's nailing Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm not trying to be like, come here, Jack, reach your reach on this. <laughs> <laughs> not what I'm doing. No, the the, the, the desire is for us mission to... Mission impossible? To, you mean mission attainable? <laughs> mission attainable. The, the desire is and for us to be able to... And listener goes away. <laughs> desire is for us to be able to do this full time. That, that's the eventual goal for us. All right. Which but, means we, we try this on all facets, so... Facet Twitch, thanks for watching. We'll come at you again sometime. I don't know if it'll be we, soon. We'll find out. Might be playing Fortnite next time. Might be playing Fortnite. Back row plays Fortnite against... Uh, uh, Dude, we'd get smoked. Sensei, is that his name? Ninja. Uh, we'd, get, Ninja. we'd get smoked. See, if guys like Ninja could be famous, Bark Arms and Nick can be famous. I mean, we only want the money for coke and hookers. Gee whiz. He, that guy has... He apparently has a marketable, marketable skill. I'm not sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> I possible. don't know who he is. I don't either. That's Thanks for listening. Twitch guy? Like the most famous video game player in the world. Yeah, he's pretty popular. Good night. Another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. See ya. I had to wait for it to be done. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review. See you, Twitch. Peace out. Dude, I miss sitting in my office. Never thought.